last week as we announced, and so our pastors are doing Connie's funeral tonight, and uh, so that's where they're at. So, um, and if you've ever been to a funeral that uh, Pastor Bill does, um, you know, if a funeral can be an awesome event, uh, it's an awesome event, and uh, he really turns it around and uh, makes it a, uh, a special, special occasion. Amen. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for the opportunity to be together tonight. Thank you for the freedom that you've given us to gather together. We thank you for the anointing that's on your word. Our hearts and minds are open tonight, Father, to receive what you have for us. We're hungry for more of you. I thank you, Father, for your promise that you said your word is like a seed, and it's living and it's active. I thank you, Father. We open up our hearts to receive what you have for us tonight. I thank you for each precious person that's here with us tonight, Father. I thank you for your awesome love for them, your great plan, your purpose for each of their lives. I thank you, Lord, that despite anyone's past, I thank you, Father God, that in you we are new creations and our best days are truly straight ahead. I yield myself to you tonight. I ask that you would speak through me in a powerful way, Father God. I yield myself. We look forward to a great word from you in Jesus' name. Everybody said... Amen. So it's an honor uh, for me to be here tonight. Um, I know most of you, but my wife Kelly and I serve as the student ministry uh, pastors uh, over in Blaze. And so I love y'all, but uh, we have a lot of fun over there. And so right about now, what are they doing? I don't know. They're having fun probably. But um, Kelly's sharing the word uh, over there, and then we have uh, other people on the team that are serving. And so I know that they're having a great night. And uh, I, I want to uh, share a word tonight that I do believe um, is a word uh, for us. And um, I get some things out of my pocket here. I get some props. Awesome. Uh, the title of tonight's word is uh, "You Are Valuable." Look at the person next to him and say, "You are valuable." Some of you are uh, here tonight, and uh, for one reason or another, you don't fully comprehend how valuable that you are. You don't fully comprehend how precious that you are. And uh, some of you are here tonight, and you might not fully comprehend how valuable and precious all the people in your life are that God has put you in their lives for a reason. And so... um, I believe that, uh, you know, in the days that we're living in, that it's critical that you and I have a continual revelation of our value, amen, and, um, and a continual revelation of the value of the people that God has put in our lives, and uh, this is something that makes us different as believers in Jesus. This is something that makes us different. You know, Islam places no value in people. If you don't think like they think, then you have no value. This is the thing that sets us apart. Amen? This revelation that people are valuable and that life starts on the inside of the mama's tummy, right? And, and that's where the value starts. And, that, and so um, I'm believing tonight for a fre- fresh, fre- fresh revelation for us of our value. Amen? <clears throat> Say it with me. I'm valuable. Tell the person next to you, you're valuable. And um, I have shared uh, parts of this message before, 
But uh, maybe you're here tonight, you know, and, and you say, you know, I got a pretty good handle on that, on that word. Well, maybe this is a word for you, for the people in your life. Amen? We stopped at Village Pantry uh, on the way to church tonight and uh, to get a healthy dinner. You know, got a Twix and, and some things like that and a Red Bull. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, living healthy. No, but um, <clears throat> got it for the kids. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, and there was a, a lady working, and uh, she looked really familiar. And I said, man, you look familiar. And, you know, how long you worked? I don't recognize you. Did you work over there? No, it's not there. And you work over there. She goes, do you, do you go to a, a church in town, Victory Christian? I said, yes, that's where I recognize you from. And, uh, and I said, I'm sharing the word tonight. And the word is, you are valuable. Immediately, she had tears in her eyes. And so um, it's important that every interaction that we have with people, that we're placing a high value on them. Amen? That, that we're not disregarding people. And because we're all busy. We've all got things going on. We all have things we're trying to accomplish. We all have things that are important to us. But the most important thing, I believe, our love for God, and that in turn is a love for the people in our lives. Amen? This um, little story here about a $20 bill, he was having a conversation with a $1 bill, and um, the $1 bill was a little cantankerous, and, and so he kept just giving the 20 a hard time. <laughs> and uh, he, he liked to tell the 20 that he's worthless, you know, and it just constantly badgering him and, and you know, uh, uh, making fun of him. He's like, look, it, you got a zero on you, you know. <laughs> you got a two and a zero. I'm a one, number one. And, and so, you know, he's just always giving him a hard time, and, you know, he said, you're funny looking, and uh, you're not worth anything. Uh, you look dumb. You look stupid. Who's on you? Andrew Jackson. I've got George Washington. The $20 bill heard this so many times, he began to believe that what the $1 bill was saying was true. And so uh, he began to see himself, if you can refer to a 20 as a him, you all get the point, you know. He began to, to, to see himself as worthless because of what the one had continually told him and reinforced it. And the 20 had even made some mistakes in his past that he was holding on to, and that certainly reinforced that he wasn't worth much. And certain parts of the culture continued to remind him that you're not as important or as good as others. And so he, he began to see himself as not valuable. And, uh, but the truth is, This thing has value not because of what the one thinks about it. This thing has value not because of what the one says to it. This thing has value because of what it is. Amen? Anybody need a 20 tonight? You better lift your hand fast. All right. I'm sorry. I love you all. This happens in Blaze. This is the first hand I saw. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nobody's yelling at me. I lifted my hand first. Matthew 8, 13, Jesus said, as you have believed, it'll be done for you. And Proverbs 23, 7 says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is that man. So regardless of what others say, regardless of what others do, regardless of past mistakes, it doesn't change the value of the 20. Amen? You're valuable. 
And um, got another example. You know, you got a, a quarter. Now people are picking on the one because they're all different colors. And everybody wants to make a big deal about different colors. <laughs> and, uh, and everybody wants to, everybody wants to tell everybody how, how different we are. Amen? Yeah. And so the penny, he's like, I'm, I'm a better color than you are. <laughs> You're green. You look silly. Y'all get the point, amen? It's very important that uh, you and I have a continual revelation of our true value. <clears throat> you know, if the $20 bill gets caught up in comparing himself to others, if listening to the negative report of the one, then uh, he'll always think that he's falling short. Or maybe, maybe worse, he'll start to believe that he's better than the one. And he'll get puffed up with pride. It's really important that we have an accurate view of our value. And the accurate view is only found in the revelation of Jesus Christ through the truth of God's word. Amen? That's where it's found. And that's what makes us different. And um, <clears throat> I had a little note here, give away the $20 bill. I already did that. I've got four keys for you tonight to, uh, to understanding your value and uh, to having a continual revelation of just how valuable that you are. Number one, the first key, you are valuable because you were created by God himself. The creator is the one who determines the value of the creation. Your value is not determined by other members of the creation. Your value is determined by the creator himself. Amen? Genesis 1.26, God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. So God created man in his own image. Amen? Regardless of what the eighth grade science teacher told you, your great, 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 however many greats you want to add, your great, great grandfather is not a monkey. <laughs> He's not. We're not made in the image of monkeys. Some of us look more like it than others, but we're not. Amen? We're made in the image of God. And uh, I'm still trying to find the half monkey, half man. He's not there. There's no bones, right? There's only monkey bones and there's only, how come today there's only monkeys and there's only people? Where's all the half-evolved monkeys and humans? We need to ask the eighth grade science teacher. Right, David? <laughs> if people think they came from monkeys, they're not going to have an accurate value, an accurate picture of their value, an understanding of their value. Amen? <clears throat> God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. So God created man in his own image. Number two, the second key to getting a continual revelation of how valuable that you are is you are valuable because of the price. Everybody say the price. You're valuable because of the price that was paid for you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, it says, Do you not know, do you not realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, 
which are God's. And uh, I've mentioned this before, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we used to sing that song. We haven't sung it in a while. But it says, uh, I'll never know. I'll never. I'm not going to sing it. I'll never know how much it cost to see my sin upon the cross. I appreciate the heart behind the song. But I believe that the victory is in the knowing what it costs to see our sin on the cross. I understand what he's saying, that, wow, it was such an amazing price. I could never fully comprehend it, but we need to fully comprehend it, the price that was paid. Amen? Because that's where the victory is. That's where the victory in knowing that tremendous price that was paid for us. Amen? So when we sing that song, I say, I'm glad I know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. Amen? Ephesians 2, 4 through 6 said, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together in Christ. For by grace you have been saved. He has raised us up together, and he has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. When we realize who bought us, and the price that was paid, suddenly our value goes up. And it, and it doesn't become so important what the culture thinks of us. It doesn't become so important what others may have said to us, negative words of other people, right? Man, when I was growing up, okay, I was skinny, I was short, I was undersized, and I matured late. <laughs> That's a recipe to get picked on in middle school, Right? It really is. I didn't start maturing until I was like a junior in high school. And so I was really skinny and really small. And, and so I got picked on a lot. And, and so I thank God that he has turned that around in my life, though. And, and so uh, I, can, I, don't, I don't have to hold on to those negative things that happened and those hurtful things that that mean seventh grader did. Who cares? He was in seventh grade, right? Seventh graders do boneheaded things. But some people are still locked up by something that a seventh grader did to them many years ago because they don't have a continual revelation, an understanding of just how valuable that they are and that their value is not determined by what that other person did or said to them, that their value is determined by who made them and the price that was paid. Amen? God's turned it around because now I can, I can see it like in an instant. Kids that are picked on, kids that are hurting, amen? And, and, uh, and I feel like God's given me a real compassion for them to encourage them, amen? <clears throat> Don't go feeling sorry for me. I'm just, it's a testimony, amen? That's right. Wish I was still as thin as I was then. No, 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, talking about the price that's been paid for you and me, knowing that you were not redeemed or you were not purchased with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, you were purchased with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. You weren't redeemed of yourself. It's the gift of God. The gift of God's salvation was not cheap. It may be free to you, free to me, but it costs God the blood of his precious son. Listen, our worth cannot be determined by all the gold on the planet. Amen? 
Those are corruptible things. And you and I are more valuable than those things. We're more valuable than all the real estate on the planet. The people that you interact with on a daily basis, they're more valuable than all of the, real, all of the oil income. I want some oil income producing real estate. Anybody else want some oil producing income producing? Well, you know what I'm saying. I was thinking about that. Love some cowboy from Texas to call me up. God put you on my heart, and I, I want to bring you in on this oil deal. Amen. <laughs> so wait, we dig a hole, we put up a pump. Have you ever driven around Texas? It's amazing. Junk, 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 junk. Somebody told me that's like 50 cents every time that thing goes up and down or something for a, for a healthy uh, oil reserve. <clears throat> you got to watch out. I don't want to get off track here. Your worth cannot be measured with all the gold in the world. A greater price was paid than those corruptible things. The blood of Jesus Christ contained the very life of God. Amen? And you and I are worth the blood of Jesus. Romans chapter 5, verses 7 and 8 says, For scarcely a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In John 15, 13, Greater love has no one than this, that he would actually lay down his life for his friends. So number one, you are valuable because of who created you, and he made you in his image. Number two, you're valuable because of the price that was paid for you. Number three, you are valuable because of the position into which you have been placed. Listen to this powerful position of dominion that God has put us in on the earth as we're a part of his kingdom. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5 and 6 says, Even when we were dead in trespasses, God made us alive together in Christ. He raised us up together. He made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. This is a spiritual position. It starts on the inside and it manifests on the outside. Amen? You're valuable because of the position that God has put you in spiritually. <clears throat> 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 says, Behold what manner of love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Amen? Wouldn't it be amazing if Bill Gates called tonight? He said, I got good news. You're my child. <laughs> I've put you in the will, right? Well, listen what Paul or John said. John kind of puts it the same way. He said, behold what manner of love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Amen? We don't need to be Bill Gates' child. We're children of God. Amen? Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Some people struggle their entire life looking for recognition from other people, looking for approval from other people. They scrap, they scrape, they fight, they struggle to look good in front of others because they long for a sense of value in the eyes of others because they're not secure in how valuable they are because of whose they are. Amen? We are secure tonight. 
You are secure. I am secure. It's very important. We have a revelation that we are secure in the Father's love for us. Otherwise, we're going to live our whole life looking for approval from others and, and, and feeling mistreated when people don't treat us just right or they look at us different and we'll feel like a victim. God has not called us to be victims. Amen? He's called us to be victors. And in him, we have the victory. Amen? And we get that victory on a daily basis when we have this continual revelation. We wake up in the morning, <clears throat> and we're not, we're not uh, concerned with what others think about us, with what others do to us. They can say anything. They can do anything. It doesn't affect us at all because it has no impact on our self-perceived value. Amen? Because it comes from our Father. This is how we walk out that supernatural love that he's called us to walk in. Amen? This is how we love people when they mistreat us. This is how we love people when they don't love us because of the color that we are. This is how we do it. It's a supernatural thing. Amen? This is how black people love white people and white people love black people. This is how we forgive each other for the past. Amen? It's a supernatural thing. And we don't go through life as victims. We go through life as victors. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. <clears throat> our value is in Jesus Christ. And the recognition of where our value comes from allows us to remain humble because we know that our value is not based on what we do or don't do. If you base your value based on your achievements, you'll get puffed up with pride. If you tie your value to achievements and all of a sudden those achievements go away or something happens, then you'll be tied up. You'll be locked up in it. You won't be able to move forward. But if you're secure in the Father's love versus your own achievements, then achievements can come, achievements can go, and it doesn't affect your well-being. We all want to win, right? Man, uh, Luke, our son, uh, he's a senior, and uh, he's playing varsity basketball. They're having a great season. They were 3-0 and uh, before last night. And uh, the uh, Saturday night, Luke had an awesome game, he, uh, you know, in warm-ups. Uh, I told Kelly, I said, man, he is on fire tonight. I said, his, the rhythm of his jump shot is perfect. He's on fire. He, I don't think he missed a shot in warm-ups. Went out in the game, four for four, three-pointers. Had a great game. He's on cloud nine. Woo! We're going to go undefeated. Woo! Well, then last night happened. <laughs> Two for six, man. So it's very important that his, his uh, sense of worth and value is not tied to how many three-pointers he makes or misses. It's very important his, his sense of value and his worth is not tied to wins or losses on the basketball court. If it is, life is going to be up and down, right? Same for you, same for me in the different things that are important to us. Amen? <clears throat> He's a fighter, boy. Whew. Don't stick the ball in front of him. He will take it. <laughs> he will. He works so hard. That's the thing we're most proud of. He just gives it all. I was never like that. I wasn't. He's real physical on the court. I was not like that. I was like, I'm skinny. They'll break me, right? I was. So I coached fifth grade basketball, and 
And some of the kids are just more physical than others, you know. It's, it's, it's in them or it isn't. God has gifted some of them to be physical. They want to get in there and get rebounds and scrap on the floor. And others, man, I can identify with them. And I have to say, you know what? You're like me. And you might have to remind yourself to be physical and get in there. This has nothing to do with the message. But I said, you might have to remind yourself to get in there and be physical and grab that ball. You're going to have to remind yourself. Luke doesn't have to remind himself. It's just like part of who he is. He's like, yeah, I just want to scrap and run into people. Grab their jerseys, knock them down, and help them up. Say, God loves you. <laughs> so just talking about, you know, having our value secure in, our, in the Father's love for us, not in, not in achievements, because if our value is, um, is tied up in, in our success, then we could find ourselves getting puffed up with pride. And just a couple of quick, quick scriptures on that, reminders. Uh, Luke 14, 10 says, when you're invited, uh, go and sit, sit down in the lowest place so that when he who in, invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, you go up higher. Then you'll have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Romans 12, 2 and 3 says, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Don't get into the trap of comparing yourselves to other people, right? Like the 1 versus the 20. Recognize your value is inherent based on whose you are, who created you, the price that's been paid for you, and the position that he's put you in. Amen? Don't get into the trap of comparing yourself to other people and uh, either getting puffed up with pride or feeling depressed because you feel like everybody else is getting ahead of you. Number four, you are valuable. Here it is. We, we can uh, really get a sense of how valuable we are when we find out what it would take to separate us from God's love. And um, we can really get a revelation when we understand that, uh, ready, go, that no one, nothing, <laughs> nothing can separate us from God's love. And uh, I've shared this scripture so many times. But uh, I really feel like I've been meditating on this scripture for the last couple of years, Romans 8.38. Paul talks about the list of things that, that, that can't separate us from God's love for us. What an awesome scripture to, to meditate. Paul said, I am persuaded that not death, not life, not angels, not principalities, not powers, not things present, not things to come, not height, not depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's almost like Paul tried to think of everything he could possibly say to say that there's nothing that can separate you from God's love when you come to him in Jesus. Amen? It's awesome. You are valuable. You are valuable tonight. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are valuable. <clears throat> we can only love others fully when we have a revelation of our value. 
And uh, we must understand the value that God places on people. If you don't have a revelation of how loved that you are, you're going to spend your entire life trying to impress others to win their approval. You'll manipulate others to win their respect. But when you are secure in his love for you, you're able to freely love others without a need to be loved back by them. Amen? And I've shared this before, but it's really important in a husband-wife relationship. If I approach our marriage in a needy way, well, for one thing, it doesn't work because <laughs> she doesn't like me when I'm needy. <laughs> so if, if God, God brought us together because, anyway, so it's really important. It's really important that I don't put pressure on her and, and find my value in what she can do for me or how she sees me or how I perceive she's loving me or approving me, or, uh, or, or whether or not she says affirmative words to me, I can't, I can't have my value wrapped up in that because I'm going to go through life putting lots of pressure on her, looking for something from her in order for me to be okay. And it's not going to work. Amen? I have to be secure in the Father's love for me. And then... I can just love her with his love, and he'll show me how to do it with no regard. I take no regard, or I shouldn't be taking regard for how she's loving me back. Amen? Man, if two people look at it that way, how awesome is it? Amen? Now, don't elbow and say, see, if, if you would do that, <laughs> right? No, you got to start. You be the one. Amen? <laughs> You'll never be a victim when you know how loved you are by our Heavenly Father. You'll never be needy when you know how valuable and loved you are by our Heavenly Father. The revelation of this truth is what sets us apart. We place a high value on people. We care for people. We understand their value, and that impacts every interaction we have with other people. It impacts every relationship that we have because we place such high regard on people and how valuable that they are. Amen? Thank God for Jesus because in Jesus Christ, we can comprehend our value and uh, we comprehend the value of all people. We understand how precious people are to God and uh, it'll make a difference in all of our relationships and all the people that we interact with. Four keys to understanding our value. Number one, you're valuable because you were created by God himself and you are made in his image. And your value is not determined by the rest of the creation. Your value is determined by the creator himself. Number two, you are valuable because of the price that was paid for you. Number three, you are valuable because of the position into which you've been placed. It's a spiritual position. And number four, you are valuable because God will not allow anything to separate you from his love for you. Amen? Let's all stand up tonight. So glad all of you could be with us tonight. 
I know most of you, but um, you may be here tonight, and um, maybe you'd say, uh, Dan, my life is not right. Maybe you recognize you've allowed some things into your life that have got